Hello and welcome to The Fathers, episode number 16. We're two different kinds of fathers, a married dad of five kids and a Catholic priest. We're friends talking about sports, beer, movies, and the everyday choice and <laughs> joys and choice and challenges and challenges we share in common. I'm Dom Bettinelli. And I'm Father Chip Hines, hopefully having a better day of speaking. <laughs> I've only just started speaking today. Ah, there you go. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, folks for joining us again for another uh, brilliant episode <laughs> of The Fathers with our wonderful start here. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, or as the uh, Guinness commercials you say, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, I love those commercials. Those are awesome. Uh, so. Yes. So what's been happening is... Um, I went to Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah, uh, next door to where you live. Although I know. you happen to be away I, that I day. I happen to be away. Yeah. Uh, there was a. Uh, th- there's a great park in Walpole. It really is great. Ma- uh, uh, Mary Bird. Bur- no. Um, Francis. Francis. Francis Bird, Bird Park. park. Uh, owned by an uh, organization called the Trustees of the Reservations, which is a very old organization, nonprofit, private. That they own like 150 properties throughout the state. Um, Some of them on in very desirable locations yes. like Martha's Vineyard and Cape right. Cod and whatnot. And they have it's a variety of properties, everything from parks to wilderness to far, working farms to beaches, beaches to the Hammond uh, Castle up in Ipswich. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, and and people and anyone can join. Uh, uh, Melanie and I uh, joined a few years ago. We like to go to their property down in Hull, uh, Hingham. Actually, it's in Hingham called World's End, ah, yes, which is World's uh, End, yeah. right. It's a sort of Island slash peninsula, uh, off. Yeah, the, it's off pretty the, cool. You can walk to it. There's yeah. a causeway, uh, and it's real. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's awesome. But um, but we went to uh, Bird Park on Sunday. They have because they had Shakespeare in the park. They were doing Shakespeare, Shakespeare, uh, and they were doing um, Merchant of Venice. Uh, my kids, who are four ages four to eleven, they like Shakespeare. Uh, Melanie has, as she was an English professor, English major, and so she made sure to expose them to Shakespeare. Gee, I wonder how they got hooked on Shakespeare. <laughs> so we have these DVDs uh, f- from Britain. From the they they've rebuilt the Globe Theater, the yes, original Globe yeah. Theater, and so the, we have these DVDs of productions at the Globe, and they're great because, as Melanie always says, Shakespeare's plays are meant to be not not to be. Not to be read. Not to be read, like in high school, because like you can't, you, like who you can't even get the language, you know. No. But when you see it, even when they use the Elizabethan language, when you see it performed, oh, now it makes sense, especially when it's done well. Exactly. So, uh, so we, you know, this was going to be their first opportunity to see Shakespeare done live, and it's a community theater production. Um, <laughs> most of the parts were played by women, which you know, even though most of the parts are male. Which actually is in keeping with Shakespeare, because in his time, yeah. all the female parts were played by men, because right. women weren't allowed to be on the stage. So, uh, but it was, um, it was okay. Uh, like, it, it was perfectly serviceable, let's put serviceable. it that way. Serviceable, all right. Um, I'm uh, sure they'll be glad to hear that. Yeah, we enjoyed it. The The best roles were played by actually the two, the two folks who were obviously the oldest. Most of the, most of the performers, I would say, were in their early 20s. Okay. Uh, but there was one guy, uh, probably my age, who was played Shylock, who is the, um, the anta- I guess the antagonist, not really a villain, but he's, um, he's the Jewish merchant. Mm-hmm. And, and then there was a, a woman who played two roles. She was the Duke and the Prince of Morocco, and she was great. She was funny. Uh, she had a great accent for Prince of Morocco. It's, and it, there's some funny stuff on the play. And, and Were they, they mic'd up? Like, was there a sound system? Or? There was a sound system, but it wasn't like headsets. It was 
uh, microphones on the ground. And, I see. And they were having trouble. And at one point, I really wanted to get up and go back and help them. Right, right. <laughs> Look, guys, like, let, let me help you with this. Right. Or, 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 or well, I was wishing that our fly. friend Rick Heil was there. Who, yeah. Rick Heil used to be our radio producer he back in the day. It. Yes, in a second. Uh, Rick is brilliant when it comes to radio stuff like that and uh, and sound stuff. But um, so, but when we got there, they handed out these programs, and as I opened it up, and there was a note from the director, and my heart sank. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we in for? Because the note begins basically along. I don't have it right off the top of my head, but along the lines of Paraphrase. since last November, things have been terrible in America. I'm like, oh, oh here we go. You know, uh, hatred in America has been unmasked. Like, not that hate that now there is hatred, but the hatred that is, that is at the root of America is now uh, feels free to unmask itself. And I'm like. Oh boy! Oh, like I was just prepared for this political screed diatribe taking over Shakespeare, kind of like the thing in, in New York City in Central yeah, Park yeah. where they had—I forget even which play it was. Mike uh, Pence was there. Was that the one? No, no, that was Hamilton. That was Hamilton. Uh, this was right? one where they would do in a play. I—I I, I forget which one it was, but the villain was a guy in a three in a three piece suit with a orange hair. Oh, sort they, of and they—they uh, they, they killed him. And then and they killed him, right? Yeah. And it was like it was just so obviously political. It's like I just like why does everything have to have politics in it now? Yeah. Like, can we just not have Merchant of Venice? And the point she was making is, is the the play is often called anti-Semitic because the Jewish character, because of this time, Jews were not treated well right. in in Europe. Uh, he is. There are slurs used against him, and 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 he's not. I think it's not an anti-Semitic play. I think. The play shows how people were anti-Semitic, but in fact, the character, yeah, um, is just seeking justice. I mean, he the 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 bottom line is that he loans out this money to his rival, this person he dislikes, and when the rival can't pay him back, the terms of the of the loan include it says if you can't pay me back within the t- the term, um, I get to take a pound of flesh. <laughs> from from close to your heart oh like literally and so he's he's insisting even though the guy can give him the money yeah late yeah he's like nope terms say i get to take a pound of flesh and and he and so there's this whole back and forth and our hero who marries this beautiful uh woman who this wealthy woman um is a friend of the guy who's going to whose life is on the line um and he was the one who that the guy was had gotten the money for. He had loaned the money to him uh, so he could woo the girl. Right, sure. And this whole long thing, and then they end up cl- with a clever solution, and it's very cute and funny, and and it's it's Shakespeare's good, but um, obviously um, he's okay. And so yeah, he, he turned out all right. But the play itself was fine. Good. But the the um the the, the director's note was just like oh it was I was cringing. Yeah, that's not, you know you never know what you're gonna get one of those things either. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a really nice time. It was a very big crowd, cross section. I mean, we had every like, everybody from like these tattooed folks with Bernie Sanders for president shirts oh, to there you go. to guys who just probably came from their jobs of fidelity to yeah. uh, folks who this this big family or obviously um, uh, South Asian like India or, or oh. that area, uh, the Indian subcontinent anyway. Uh, because I think one of their relatives, a girl, the girl was in the play. So, uh, so it was this, it was, it was just a nice cross section of people. It was mm-hmm. a very nice, very nice time. It was good. In, in and the weather was good. Perfect weather. Uh, so we, we had a blast. Uh, we had a little awesome. picnic there in the, in the park. 
Uh, so that was Shakespeare in the park. Shakespeare. Yeah. So well, that's great. I, um, kind of bummed out. I missed it. Um, <laughs> a little bit. I was having a good time. I'm sure for the most part. I was. I was actually just visiting my parents, and uh, my dad ended up being. He ended up working that day. He was working. He works at the at a golf club, and they had asked him to work that day on uh, that Sunday. So anyway, um, most of the day I spent with my mother, which is great. And we were, but she had my nephews because my sister-in-law, who's our Navy recruiter, had to bring two people up to Somerville to stay in a hotel for their eventual transfer to go over to um, basic training. So then, um, and then my brother had taken a day shift. Uh, he's a police officer, if, for those who don't know. He had taken a day shift and was also working a, a night shift. So he's working a double that day. So they all of a sudden had no one to take care of their kids. Oh. So my mother got them and which is fine. They're good in short bursts, let me tell you, but they can, you know, and, and having one by themselves is fine. But when you put the two of them together, it's like, I felt like a referee in a monkey fighting contest. You know what I mean? It's well, just yeah. insane. Welcome to my house. I, I know. And that's, this is why, well, you know, I have to, I have to say though, like, I live with them every day. I'm sort of used right, to it. I mean, it's right. not, it's, it's not, it doesn't mean I, I have it under control. It's right. just that I'm used to it. When you're thrown into the situation, right. this is not your daily life. It, exactly. And it's not even necessarily your vocation. No. Um, it, it's harder. It is I, much harder. I see that. I, I, I understand that. It is much harder. I mean, my mother hasn't been raising children for a long time. I mean, my brothers are, <laughs> my brothers are both almost 40. I'm almost 50. Um, and so, you know, she hasn't had little kids running around for a long time. And I mean, I tell you, you know, the older one, as I said before we started taping, is he can be a real nudge, you know, I mean, to his younger brother. And it's like he does it. on. I know he does it on purpose. I watch him because I know because I used to do it. Right. You know, and I and I watch my brothers do it to each other. And whenever one of them had something, the other one had to either want to play with it or be around it or whatever. And. Both my mother and I just were in no space to be <laughs> dealing with it. I think she deals with them way too much, um, you know, just on a regular daily basis as far as being backup childcare. And so, uh, so she was at kind of at her wits end, usually the weekends she gets off. Um, and then the, um, and me, I was at my wits end because they won't listen you know, Vince will listen. He's older. He's, he's eight years old. He'll listen a little bit. Um, and, but the youngest one, Joseph, he is what, three or four. And he just, I think he's three. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. He, he, he just does whatever he wants. And then when you say no, or, or take something away or tell him he can't do something, he throws a fit. This is the hardest lesson I've learned as, as a parent. And Melanie's been helping me learn it is developmentally the, the, he's not it's not that he's defiant. He just can't obey. They're just, he's like at, at there's the ability to like, like when you say don't touch that and then they touch it anyway. Right. That's not, that's not necessarily defiance when they're that age. That's, yeah. that's, they just literally cannot control the impulse. And so getting mad at them for defying you is not fair, right. you know? And, and I, and I, I, I still get mad. So it's, I'm not, it's not, I'm not putting anything on you, but it's just so hard to, to learn these lessons. I mean, I'm, I'm on the fifth. I'm, I think I'm about there. If we had another one, oh, I'd, yeah. I think it'd be that's, great. That's what you need is another one. <laughs> I, that, that one would be perfect. To, to get you on board with all that. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, now I'm about regretting I left the window open. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, you're probably sort of, hearing the trash trucks and squeaky sort of brakes. Trash truck just <laughs> and then you'll hear the now. You, then you're gonna hear the 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 uh, oh, here the comes diesel, the engine. Yep. Yeah, and then the dumping of the uh, trash cans. Oh, I'm we'll looking be, forward to that. That's great. So this makes great podcasting, doesn't it? You know, I mean, but it's good though because we needed the fresh air. Well, that's the the, the uh, this it's room cool. gets, is is it's cooler outside. It is cooler outside. Yeah, and if we talk loud enough, want to cover it up, Dom? <laughs> I could, if, I um, could run over and close the window, but that's okay. Don't worry, we, uh, we'll, we'll be fine. Yes. Anyway, so I just, I kind of, at one point, I was just losing it a little bit. You know, just be like, will you stop? And the other thing, he's three ish years old, and he he can barely speak. You know, like his sentences are. You know, simple like yeses and his nose. Um, you know, you, he points to things. Um, you know, he doesn't. Um, he uses words that only he seems to know what they are or understand, and it's very frustrating because you're like, "What do you want?" And he'll say, "Zababidi babidi ba," and you're like, "I don't know what zababidi babidi ah is." You got to use a word that I know. But as parents, you know exactly what they're saying. Well, sometimes, like, yeah. You, well, uh, usually, or you or you you got a good guess. Yeah. But like, it, it, uh, yeah, language comes in with that fits and starts. And if you're not constantly around them, you're not like you, you figure it out as if you're around them constantly. Right. But yeah, otherwise it, I, I can see like when my, when my in-laws are visiting and I could see like when, when Lucy was a little younger and then the others were a little younger and they were in that stage, they'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, oh, it's very frustrating. Oh, he's, he's, no, he's just asking for the uh, book that ne is next to you or whatever. Right. You right, know? right. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I, Clearly, I'm at almost 50 years old. Um, I'm found my place, and I should stay there um, <laughs> because uh, I don't think I could make it. <laughs> I just don't think I could make it. Um, it would just be very, very, very trying for me. But that's okay. I deal with adult uh, children most of the time. <laughs> being pastor means being father to a lot of children who are of various ages. Yes, some of various developmental <laughs> stages. Some in the same as my nephew, yeah, um, yes. even at 50 and 60 years old. Um, and that's not a knock on them. That's just where they're at. Where they're at. So, yeah, it's um, so it's been interesting anyway. So uh, the other thing that's uh, actually today, by the way, is the Feast of St. Dominic as yes. we record this, August 8th. Your feast day. It's my feast day. So I'm very excited by that. Happy uh, feast day. And uh, I, I always want to go into the into the north end of Boston for this because they have the... the August is the month of the uh, the street festivals, right? In in the North End, and they have awesome like they have parades, and they have the Saint Anthony statue and the Saint Dominic statues, and yes, they do. All, they'll, 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 they do so they do Saint Dominic, Saint Anthony, and I think they do the Feast of the Assumption. I think I, don't I think know. I forget, but um, but yeah, so it's, it's my great. Day. Yeah, yep. no, a lot of people go into that. It's mostly it's become very secularized in some ways, and uh, a lot of people go it's just like for Saint the Patrick's Day. Yeah, a lot of times people just go for the food, the food and the drink. Yeah, and some of the um organizations down there, the these private clubs, they run them, and uh, yeah, I, I've never actually gone in for one of those. Um, but I have my brothers have and friends of mine have. I I just never. Like had the interest to really, to be honest with you. Yeah, I haven't been since I was a kid. I'd love to go, but it's just know. it's. I I don't like crowds in the street like that. It's just I'm just very nervous about crowds on the street like yeah. that. Yeah, well, especially so. with with little ones. That's what I, yeah. I worry about. I would if I was you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, it's an interesting time of the year, and um, the weather is been weird this summer here um yeah, it's been rainier, rainier which is good, and, and cooler in some some days, and and hot some days, and 
It's just you never kind of know when you wake up what the temperature is going to be. I, I I mean, I have a long sleeve shirt on today. Yeah, it was kind of dark this morning. Yeah. It was like it felt like fall. It looked like it was going to rain on the way over here. Yeah. Well, we've gotten some sprinkles, yeah. uh, which is very- And I have watchy tonight, so I don't <laughs> want any more rain. It was like it was like 70 degrees as the high for today, which is really weird that for August. That is a weird August high. In, in, in this area. But more of a September high. Yeah. But no, we're- well, we'll live with it. We'll live with it. It's still green trees and green grass, and uh, it's not the winter. The winter's just like depressing. <laughs> but but this is yes. at least it's yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, truck. actually, this is would be UPS. I can tell by the sound of the truck. Uh, uh, so when we got married, Melanie, like I would, I worked from home then too, and I'd be sitting in the office, and then I would come, I would come running out, um, and. And she's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, the UPS truck just pulled up out front. She's like, how do you know? Oh, I could hear it. Yeah. And she's like, how do you know it's the UPS truck? Because the engine sounds different. Like, like, or I would hear it coming around the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, oh no, that's that's the FedEx truck. <laughs> like, I could tell the difference. I don't know why. My hearing is tuned into <laughs> these things because they're bringing me stuff. It's well, that's what it is. It's it's, it's I'm like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. And ring the bell or you know start the the engine of the UPS truck and salivate. But today I think he's bringing um, new sandals oh. for the girls, which yeah. is good. good. Which is good. To, there he goes. Thank it you, UPS. UPS yes. The other day, he was bringing Melanie's birthday present, which I'm very Ooh. proud of myself. I did not uh, blow the surprise. I, I have to admit, I am terrible at waiting to give gifts. Melanie knows this about me. Like, I get her a gift. I'm like, I want to show you. Can, can you open it today? She's like, no, I'm going to wait. No, she's it's like, can I tell you what it is? No. no. <laughs> I just hate the wait waiting. Why, why do you do that to I yourself? Just, I know. So this time I was very good. And I, I, I held it delivered on the day of her birthday. Well, that's, that's make, that's, that's the uh, living dangerously. Cause maybe, maybe we'll come. Uh, I got her a, um, Apple watch. Oh, she'd ask for a Fitbit. And I'm like, I could spend a hundred bucks on a Fitbit or I could spend a little more on a refurbed Apple watch. And she'll have a, all the other stuff that it does in addition to just tracking her steps. There you go. And then I can send her my heartbeat. Oh, I, I, I know I haven't sent you my heartbeat lately. Please don't. <laughs> I really don't want your heartbeat. And I promise I'll never send you mine. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I mean, we're... I'm dying. Do, do, yeah. Well, okay. Do, if you're dying, do, do, do. If you're dying. I just sent you my dying heartbeat. If you're dying and you need help, <laughs> then send me your heartbeat. I'll come and help you. Okay. All right. Uh, I would hope that I would send my dying heartbeat to Melanie. Or something. <laughs> like, wouldn't send it be it awful somebody. if I accidentally sent it to you? Like yeah. I sent the text message to you the other day. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. I'm like, oh man. Oh, thank goodness. This was nothing weird. <laughs> well, let me just rest, rest assured everyone. I... I subscribe to the Howie Carr rule. Never write anything that you don't want to be published on the front page of the newspaper. That's true. Never. What was it? Never. 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 Uh, write when you can. No, never speak. Never, never speak write, when you can nod. nod never nod, nod when you can. Well, I think it's never write what you can say. Never say what you can uh, nod and never nod something else when yeah. you can just keep your mouth shut. She's got a whole thing. Yeah. But it's all about. Basically, you know, it's keep your mouth shut. Yeah, you don't, don't say things unless that you don't want other people That's to repeat right. or hear. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> that was so funny. I'm it was like, something mundane. It like, was, like, but, it, but, yeah. but I'm, I'm sitting there going, what is he talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean, this is, this is modern life, isn't it? Occasionally we all do this. We, yeah. we type into the wrong window it happens because yeah. the way, the way, especially the way that the, the, you know, when I 
like I was just texting with somebody. And so if I wanted to text Dom now, I would have to remember that I didn't just text Dom and I have to look and make sure I, you know, got back out. <laughs> right. So I could text Dom, but it was funny. Cause it was, uh, it, it was just one of those, it was just one of those things that like, didn't make any sense. Um, was like, oh, here it is. Did you set the home theater to TV? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. So I'm, I got that. I'm like, no, I did not. And it, <laughs> And instantly there was, sorry, that was meant for Melanie. <laughs> Did you say the t- I'm like, no, I didn't touch your TV. Exactly. Why are you, why are you accusing me of this? I'm not, I mean, I mean, I'm in Walpole. I'm, I'm 30 minutes away. I didn't touch your TV. I was in Boston at working and, and Melanie's here and she wants to, to, to play a movie for the kids on Amazon a video and we've got the fire stick and so i'm trying to get her to switch the the home theater system to tv which is what the fire stick is on gotcha. and all that other well it was funny it was funny <laughs> um, i was i i i almost texted back yes dear <laughs> oh man i'm just so glad i didn't say other things yes and so am i <laughs> Or any other, or any other visual that I wouldn't want to see. I think that's a good. It means it's a good time to segue uh, to segue to our next segment, (laughs) which is Lord loves the drinking man. He sent honky tonk angels to the promised land. I hear that he can turn the water to wine. Any man that can do that, oh, he's a good friend of mine. Yes, but today I'm not actually drinking tequila, as no. I, I don't think we ever are. Uh, although maybe one of these days oh, we will. It would have to be real good tequila. <laughs> it would have to be good tequila. Because I don't drink, I, I, in general, I don't, I, I, the only time I ever drink tequila is when I go to a Mexican restaurant and get a margarita. <laughs> well, I um I had uh, I just finished off my bottle of Jefferson's Reserve uh, bourbon, oh. which was really good. But speaking of Mexican restaurants, not what it is, so this isn't my drink for what I'm drinking now, of course. But we went to this uh, new Mexican restaurant up Again? here in Weymouth. We it was for Melanie's birthday. Uh, yeah, we talked about this. Did we? Oh, did we? Not at, not for her birthday, but the time you said you okay, took her, her mom. Right. So the yeah. michelada. Yeah, I, it, I had another one. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> like the, this could be dangerous. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but Father Chip, now, enough of what I've been drinking. What yes. what are you drinking? I am drinking the uh, from the Mayflower Brewery. It is their summer ale, and uh, it is excellent. Um, and it is it's you know summer ales have become a thing um, since Sam Adams did theirs a, a few you know a number of years ago. And I do like the Sam Adams summer ale very very much. I wish they had it year round, but apparently that's not something they they can do uh, based on their production capacity or whatever. But it is um, it's crisp. It's it's not clear. It's kind of cloudy, um, but it has a great uh, aftertaste. It doesn't have that, um, you know, it doesn't have a IPA like aftertaste has a kind of a, a smooth kind of citrusy, a little bit citrusy aftertaste. And, and I really, I like the Mayflower brewery. I like the products that they, um, that they produce. They have, 
they have a lot of different stuff and they have obviously they have seasonal things as well but they have a lot of different things their ipa is actually one of the few that i can actually drink without having um you know uh some sort of bad reaction and uh they, them and harpoon i think i mentioned that the last time uh but you know but this is really good i really i'm really enjoying this actually and uh, as you might guess from the name Mayflower Brewing Company, it's uh, out of Plymouth, Massachusetts. So right, right around. The it corner. is, and, and it's um, and comes in a in a can. And as many of the beers are 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 now like, the, for a long time, the, all the all craft beers were coming in bottles. Right. There was the thing with the cans. Yeah, the the cans were not. They, they just weren't good. Like no, the taste. They, they, the, the taste was bad. They had a um, metallic taste to it. But now that's like. Lots, like very many, which is better because it, it like is as however brown your bottle is, it's not going to block all the light, light where right. like the can can and can can the can can and the uh, can can can. The uh, the thing about the cans is a few years ago, I I don't remember if it was uh, Sam Adams or somebody came up with a a thing that they put inside the cans that lines the cans, right? And it just and that is what saves it from the metallic taste, right? Yeah, there's it's really good. It's whatever they did, whatever that process is. I like beer out of a can. Yeah, I think it. I think it's easier to tote. It's easier to yes. You know, um, well, less worries about breakage. breaking and you know, and you can have it on the beach. A can on the beach is so much easier. And you know, I don't know. I just like beer in a can anyway. Well, and you th- you look at the size. Like I have a bottle here, and a, and you and you have, we have the can next to it. They're both twelve ounces, right? But the the bottle is so much bigger. Yeah, it takes up a lot more space. Exactly. Actually, I imagine the cans are probably more, you know, ecologically friendly. Um, I think a can can be recycled easier yeah, than a bottle can. Exactly. So I think it's great that they're going, and all of them are doing it. Yeah. You know, even the local, you know, local yokels that you can't get anywhere else, they're doing it too. Yeah, the small ones, and that it also might be that it's easy. They've made it easier. To do on a small production line that there that there are the the, the equipment for, yeah, I think that's probably cans. true. And whatever, why ever Sam Adams decided to do that a few years ago, there must have been an economic reason for it. Sure, yeah, and and you know, I think they 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 convinced everyone else once they had the technology to make the beer stay as t- as good as it tastes in a bottle. Because let's face it, beer from a bottle. 20 years ago tasted better than beer in a can definitely it just Most did. Of it. if you could get a bottle like you may remember like we used to get bud ponies and yeah. whatever you could whatever you could do to get to get glass Bottles, it was yeah. it was always better it's always better so anyway now it's now the cans the same. are same um so what i'm drinking is uh from revival brewing company uh it's their white electric coffee stout uh which is good it's not as good as I had a mocha coffee a mocha coffee stout the other day from a different brewer uh which was it was like it was like melted ch- coffee ice cream. It was so really? good. It was wow. like it was like it was like candy. Um, but this one has um, much more. So it doesn't have the mocha, mm-hmm. but it has much. It's very dark. I mean, it is black. It's dark. Black as night. I will attest. Uh, and it has got uh, a bitter finish, which isn't bad. I don't mind that. Um, in fact, I find a little bitterness, ref- cold bitterness, refreshing mm. on a hot day. Like I like a lemonade right. over a Coke. Like if I drink a Coke with all that sweetness, uh, it doesn't like I, I'm like two minutes later I'm like blah 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 like my mouth is yeah. just like with a uh, a lemonade it's like oh refreshing the bit uh, for some reason bitter flavors acid flavors are much more refreshing. Um, 
So, but I like this. Is I think it's refreshing. I'm going to take another taste. There you go. And you know, it's um, I'm not a health nut. If anybody was here looking at me, they'd know that I'm not exactly the picture of health. But this is this is not the healthy yeah. guy podcast. The, yeah, this isn't the healthy fathers podcast. <laughs> where two ripped guys are telling you what to drink. But um, I I I haven't. I won't drink soda anymore. I, I give I, it up. I I've given up on soda. I don't. And and I mean, absolute last resort. I mean, it, 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 I drink very rarely do I have a soda over a soda. Yeah. I had a diet Coke the other day cause it was all that was around and, uh, I was thirsty. I just finished cooking burgers and dogs for, uh, 50 kids and their parents. And, uh, it was, it was quite a, quite an undertaking yeah. and, uh, you know, and so the director of faith formation, who you know very well, Karen Brady, uh, came over with a diet Coke and said, it's all I got left. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's fine. I need something. It's I was cold. Dying. It was cold and I was, I was boiling yeah. and, uh, I was in, we didn't have a spatula that was long enough. Oh my gosh. And so so your hands. Yeah. So my hands were getting singed and it was, it was a whole, and I got hair down there and I was burning off. I could see it. Oh. And, uh, it was tough. It was a tough, it was tough duty, tough duty, but the kids were happy yeah. and they, they loved the burgers and dogs. So everything, you know, I had a lot of kids come up to me and say, Hey, those were great burgers. I mean, they could have just been being nice, but I like to think that they were. I like to think that they, they, they like the them. Yeah. Well, uh, see, the, speaking of like uh, soda and other things to drink, like I, I like to have a glass of water, but I can't drink too much. If I drink too much water, I get um, acid reflux. Oh. It's very weird because it's not anything else, just water, like not any other drink. If I, I could drink iced tea all day and I'm fine. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's very strange. It's very odd. It is very odd. I'm not a person. Brady would not. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's a water guy. He's a water guy. But I'll drink iced tea. I love iced tea. Um, like iced tea. Not sweet tea, just regular uh, iced tea, maybe with a little lemon. Uh, but uh, but like soda, I gave, I used to drink a lot of Diet Coke, yeah. and I gave it up. Can't drink it. Well, I was- just, I know it affects me, and I just can't drink it anymore. Well, the thing is, is they, they, they actually said like it's really, really unhealthy. Uh, oh, yeah. Diet Coke is like one of the worst things. It's one of the worst things you can drink. And uh, I ended up, like when I was uh, as is regular Coke for that matter. Right. Sorry, Coke. I mean, it's it's corrosive for one thing. Right. You know, yeah. If you have uh, silverware that has like uh, you know rust on it or brass or whatever happens to it, yeah, you can take it off with Coke. Yeah, I mean, dip I'm, it in Coke. I'm not soaking in Coke, but like some some people I know who drink five or ten cans of Coke a day, it's it's kind of yeah, that's crazy excessive. But um, but I don't like I, I, for me soda is semi last resort. Um. If there's, if, if there's, if nothing, there's else. nothing else to drink, I'll drink a soda. Yeah. Honestly. But luckily, God has given us beer. That's right. Um, which is all good. It is all good. <laughs> so uh, given that, uh, let's uh, let's move on to our next topic. Oh, next topic. Which uh, is the return of, uh, uh, since it's the summer. Oh, boy. Tra training camp's begun. Behind the net, the fan is in the middle. Oh, they are! Up to four. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> it's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Patriots win the Super Bowl. That <laughs> is a good way to end that montage. <laughs> well, especially given today's topic, which is uh, uh, that uh, the Patriots training camp has begun. And as yes, it began, yes. uh, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady turned 40 years old. He did. Um, and uh, and he's going strong. I mean, this guy... This like, guy looks this better now than he did when he was 25. Yeah, he, exactly. He does. It's like, sick. I mean, literally, because when he was 25, he was kind of doughy and, you know... Right. Uh, boyish. And now he's like a lean, mean fighting machine. He really is. It's unbelievable. I mean, I just... I'm it's a, he's like a he's a medical freak. There's well, no other way to put it. But the thing is is the guy is focused his entire life yes. on on playing football in the sense of he doesn't like every single thing he eats. Like we were talking about like, we don't drink soda. I mean every single thing he eats or drinks or puts in his body is perfectly calculated to help him excel. Right. Like he does he practices every all the time. He and actually I was telling my kids the other day, we were talking about schoolwork, and I was saying, like, there look, you go. if if you want to excel in life, if you want to do well in life, you've got to like you've got to be like Tom Brady. You gotta focus. Like, you know, I mean not like to that crazy extent, but he practices every day he he's or works out or, or works out yeah. or does whatever to advance himself in in what he wants to do in life and if you want to succeed in life you've got to be you know not not like a maniac not obsessed i mean you don't necessarily want to i mean Although we're not all we're not all going to be tom brady that's so, true but you know but you want to be focused on on the things that will lead you to that success and you want to you have to do it uh so that was a great example i was giving to them yeah um, this guy, he looks like he's going to play till, you know, till he's 45, 50, 50, maybe. Who I mean, knows? it's almost like Nolan he, Ryan. Well, it's crazy. And if you look at him, like, I bet if you took him into a doctor, like a medical lab and they tested his body for age, they'd probably say, oh, this guy is 30 max. Right. You know what I mean? Like maybe even younger than that. His, he just has found a way through, uh, science. Science, maybe. Who knows? I don't <laughs> well, know. He's Health. got this TB12, uh, yeah. what is it, performance. Yeah. Him and this guy. Yeah, and, and it's like this whole lab. And they have a, doctors they have a and scientists. Yeah, I saw the book TB12 coming out. TB12 method, I think it's called. And it's But it's all dedicated around this idea of how to keep him playing healthy. Right. And, and, and he claims, they claim, that by, the, by doing what they're doing, they're not only just keeping him healthy, but they're helping him to avoid injury. Right. Which is, if you, if you think about it, it sounds crazy, but then if you look at the track record, right. the guy's only had one major injury that kept him out of an entire season. That was, unfortunately, um, you know, a season where they went 11 and five and missed the playoffs, Ugh. which never happens. Right. right. And, um, but they won. Uh, but he missed an entire season. The, I think it was the 08 season. And he just, you know, in his, for whatever reason, since then. I think that he, scared that him. That scared him. Yeah. And he worked out and rehabbed and got back and then somehow or not got hooked up with this Guerrero guy. And since then, he's done, he's been focused and he hasn't gotten hurt. The only games he missed was because of the evil one's suspension um, <laughs> back the beginning of last year, which might have, in fact, helped, helped us. Yes. Thank you, evil Roger Goodell. <laughs> Especially going two and two, uh, three and four uh, on that. I mean, well, you know, it's, it's, we went, what, four and one while he was missing? No, no well, three, it was four games. Three, three and, and four. Three and one. 
three out of three and one, three, uh, and three one. out of four. Right. Uh, we want which is which was great. Yeah. People weren't giving us a shot to go. Yeah. Maybe I, go I was, two and two. I was nervous we wouldn't go two and two. Yeah. And the game they lost to Buffalo, they probably shouldn't have lost. It was it was anyway. Yeah. That's last year. We're yep. moving on. Moving on. Moving we on. Won to the next Super Bowl. That's all. That moving matters. on to next year. And uh, all the haters can hate. <laughs> well, I had to say, uh, speaking speaking of uh, forty, the Patriots put out a video on on YouTube of uh, Tom Brady's top forty. TD right. uh, passes the forty longest, uh, which was just great. It was a walk down memory lane. Many of them, I'd say, the most of them in the past, say six seven years. Right. Uh, another well, one, that was always the knock against Brady in the beginning. Was the long he ball. couldn't throw the long ball. Right, but he can. Of course, because he can do anything. Of course, He's... the longest was the record ninety nine yards. Right, he was in the end zone. Right, threw it to uh, uh... To, was it uh, Patton? Was it David Patton? No, I don't think so. I think it was, uh, wasn't it, uh, what's his name? The guy, that Wes Welker? Wasn't it Wes Welker? Was it Welker? Okay. I think it was. Yeah, I think the oldest of the 40 uh, was the one to David Patton for the touchdown. Oh, um, and that was in the top 10. But uh, so that, so uh, happy birthday, Tom Brady. Yes, happy the birthday, goat. Tom Brady. You are the best. Yes. Uh, and speaking of uh, old time Patriots, uh, a current Houston Texan announcing his retirement. Yes. Uh, Vince, Vince Wilfork. Vince Wilfork. And I got to say, best retirement video ever. <laughs> so it's this great video. We'll put a link in the show notes of Vince Wilfork. And it's sponsored by Kingsford Charcoal. Little known fact Vince Wilfork, his second love after football, is. Uh, barbecuing. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you say. To look at the guy, you would be surprised. <laughs> he, he, I, I would think he eats celery all day. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah, he's doing that TB12 method all the <laughs> he, day long. Like smoke, smoked ribs is his is his passion. Wow. Um, and so it was sponsored by Kingsford Charcoal. Interesting. And so that's like it shows him you know, in black and white walking into the locker room, and he to pull, it picks up his cleats and he hangs them up in the uh, locker, and then picks up. Uh, a uh, barbecue tongs, like oh, a grill nice, tongs, nice. and then and then he's like dancing in front of a smoker. And oh. I bet he has the right length of tongs and things. <laughs> yes, he, yes, I'm sure he has the perfect tools for the job. Wish I did. Uh, so it was it was very. We have to take a look at it. Watch, yeah, yeah. watch the video. It's a lot of fun. Well, he's going to do a barbecue tailgate party in the first game of the year, right? Well, yeah, in in New England, in which New is England. great. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's doing the Vince Wilfork uh, tailgate, which is. I mean, the guy's heart is here. I mean, he 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 left. You know, he won his championships here. Right. Um, and you know, he went to Houston and he put did his all there, and he became a Texan and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I think uh, much of his. Uh, of yeah. of his career. When you think of Vince Wilfork, you think of the Patriots. You don't think yeah. of the Texans. And uh, I mean, if he's Hall of Fame, if he ends up in the Hall of Fame, which there's Patriot. some talk, he'll go in as a Patriot. I think he, I think he could go in the Hall of Fame. There I, aren't a lot yeah. of defensive linemen who end up in the That's Hall of true. Fame. I, mean, I think and, he could be the guy. Right. I mean, if there's if there's someone's going to make it, I mean, just the guy was it was he was the line. <laughs> well, he was he was unbelievable. I loved watching him play. And he wasn't and, just big. No, he no. was fast. No, he he was. I mean, he is a big man, but he he in his prime, he was athletic. Yeah, you know, I mean, people laugh when you say that when you look at him because he looks like a big, heavy set, big fat dude, big fat dude, right? <laughs> but he was athletic. He could move. He could yes. And he, I mean, there were times when he would take on two guys and still beat them. Right, they'd have and, to double team him. Yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. The guy was a, a force, a force of nature on the line, and I loved watching him play. I saw him and his wife eating at uh, a local restaurant in uh, the Foxborough area one time, and. Uh, 
I saw the two of them. I'm like, oh man, I bet their kids are are going to be good size too. Um, <laughs> their son uh, played Zavarian. football at Zaveri with yeah. my nephew. Did you know where he went to college? No, I I, I don't know either. That's yeah. why I'm asking. Um, I had heard he yeah, his son was at Zaverian, and that's a football powerhouse. Yeah, for the local area. So you got to think that you know, several Patriots have sent their boys to Zaverian yeah, and, and a brothers. former um, a New England. I think. Well, he was a. Tom, not Todd, Todd, uh, oh, oh, his last name's escaping me. He, he's a Walpole kid and he played in the NFL. I think he might've played at BC. Anyway, he, he is one of the coaches and, uh, you know, and, and so a lot of kids go there. A lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of money spent on that program, um, at that school. Uh, and they are very successful. Yeah. Uh, and they can recruit. In fact, one of my brother priests played quarterback there and was, uh, behind, um, one of the Hasselbecks. And oh, that, wow. Yeah. Father Matt Williams, who, you know, Father Matt was a quarterback. And, oh yeah. And I, knew he was I would never would have guessed he would have been a football player. I know. And he backed up, uh, Hasselbeck. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Father Matt. Father Matt. He can do anything. He apparently can. Apparently. <laughs> He's um, great. He used yeah. to be at our parish. Right. But I was, when he told me that, he told me that a long time ago. I think we were in the seminary when he told me that. And I, at that time, I couldn't believe it because he's, I mean, he's one of the most prayerful people I know. Very mild, very mild mannered, yeah. very, you know, not your typical, like someone you'd think is a typical uh, football player. No. And no. Uh, yeah, he backed up uh, one of the Hasselback kids. I could tell you a story, Father Matt. He's such a great priest. One time we were at the uh, we were at a uh, Red Sox game at Fenway, and uh, for it was uh, like a pre World Youth Day event, and uh, I was catching a ride with him back home because again he lived in um, Your area. At, at my parish, uh, so he was giving me a, a ride back home, and we worked together at the at the Archdiocese too, so we knew each other through that. And uh, as we're driving, we're we're at. Um, at Boston Medical Center, the, at the, the the city hospital, which is an area where there's a lot of poor people hang out, a lot yep. of uh, homeless people, and uh, we're at the light, and a guy comes up, and he's you know kind of um, he's begging yeah. basically, yeah. and so Father Matt's like, yeah, sure, I, I can give you a buck. Can I give you a blessing first? Like he wanted, like he's like, I'm like that was awesome. He's like, well, I always you know ask to give a priestly blessing. I'm like, I always want to give them something, but I always give them a priestly blessing, and he accredited that learning that to. The, this elderly priest at his first assignment um, as a deacon, I think as a temporary deacon before ordination to the priesthood uh, in Newburyport, up at the Immaculate Conception in Newburyport, I think it was, um, a, a priest, a retired priest that he knew then. Um, but I, th- I was like very impressed. Like he was really living, you know, like living the vocation to the fullest. And I yep. thought that was, that was awesome of him. Well, no, I think, Good guy. I think Matt's a great guy and I think he, um, I think he's a great priest and, um, I think he would be great as a pastor in a parish. I do. I think he, I, he, he, when he was temporary pastor, like when ours got transferred before we got a new pastor, um, he was so awesome. Like even to the point of like, he's like, I know I'm the interim guy. Uh, I'd like to pray, uh, have a, the whole parish pray a novena for our new pastor. There you go. I'm like, that is awesome. That's what, like, nobody thinks of that. Like right. he, he would, they got to get him out of an office. Yeah. Uh, like, even though he's good at what he does. Yeah. Put him in a parish because he he would flourish there. People well, and that's love him. where we are supposed to be. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, speaking of people who do good in public, I want I'd like to move to our our main topic, which yes. is um, civility in uh, 
in our homes and neighborhoods and online. Oh, um, yeah. Civility online is a big one with me. <laughs> there's been a definite decline in civility in public. Oh, it's unbelievable. The, 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 there seems to be this, how to put it, um, we, we've gotten to the point where we say things to people that you could never, like, like 20 years ago, you can't imagine someone saying outside of a bar where, you know, some drunken fools in a bar. Sure. Like we say such mean things to people, but even worse, we refuse to give people the benefit of the doubt. We refuse to say, well, perhaps they mean like to give the best possible meaning to the things they say. We take only take the worst from it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's true, but I think sometimes people hide behind that too. You know I mean? They say things, I think, sometimes to get a rise out of you that they would never say to your face. And then um, when you call them on it, then, uh, oh, I, uh, oh I, yeah, I didn't mean it that way. I meant it this way. And I said, well, I always say, well, you need to be very specific right. about what you're talking about because the tone that comes through a written message is not the tone that comes through in a conversation. I wonder if we can give some examples that that we we can suitably disambiguate from <laughs> from the people involved. Yeah, it's hard to do, but there are uh I'm 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 drawing a blank off the top of my head, but I think in general, I think when people You had a fairly innocent post of uh a few weeks ago yeah. in which which you expressing frustration regarding the situation in Washington. Yes. Um and it seemed to be a generalized frustration that it was. So as I recall, and you can tell me if I'm, if it's wrong, you said I'm trying to give I was trying to give Trump a year to you know a a, a year of I'm not going to you know really criticize just to see how he does. Right. Um. But given the state of things, and this was right when Scaramucci was resigning, and yep. it was all this con- Every, all chaos. This con- all this chaos. Three, three in people the White had House. resigned in like a week. Right. Um. And like saying, you know, but it's getting really difficult. Yes. And that seems to be, from from my point of view, it seemed an, an, a perfectly valid and innocent expression of, man, I'm just frustrated with how bad things look. Yeah. And it, that's basically what it was. I wasn't trying to say that, you know, you were being anti-Trump. I wasn't. I really wasn't. I, I'm, I think I was trying to get my f- point across that this doesn't seem normal to me. Like this, this like firing a guy 10 days, nine days in doesn't seem normal. Right. You know, and, and all this change just didn't, just didn't seem right. Chaotic. I mean, you you picked a guy who obviously was the wrong guy and, and just like, there just seemed like some bad things. And, and then not to say that there hasn't been good things, but, but it's, it's less about Trump per se than about how people reacted to your, to what you said. Yeah. Yeah. That got, that got some interesting (laughs) remarks. Uh, I, I particularly love the guy who, uh, was using the deep state reference in regards to Tillerson, Tillerson, the secretary of state, the secretary of state who never had served in the public at all. Well, he didn't, not, to, uh, not, to, not yeah. even and to his credit. He agreed that maybe he didn't know that he was using the term correct. Right. The, he was saying that, you know, Tillerson is one of the, what he meant to say was that Tillerson is just another one of these elites right. uh, that were trying to get out of Washington. Right, right. And that's that, I, I might disagree with it, but that's a valid a valid argument. Well, but it's by fine. Saying, but by saying deep state, you've 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 created confusion because right. what deep state really means is, it's, especially in the current context, is within the the government, 
there are certain civil servants who are forming together into like-minded groups to affect the course of government, to affect things. They're a, almost a shadow government. Uh, undermining the legitimate authority. Yeah. That's that's kind of when that's we say deep state, and specifically right now, people are referring to intelligence agencies and right. the CIA, NSA, and those various ones. Um, so it's like you, this guy jumps down your throat and uses these terms incorrectly, and it's like it it really makes conversation almost impossible. No, you can't. You cannot have a conversation. I, I mean, I ended up unfriending one person over it uh, in particular because I thought that that person's reaction was way over the top right out of the right out of the gate like you know yes. I, I, the uh the comment was made and the next thing you know the the comment from this person was such that it was insults yeah insulting you insulting me insulting other people and the 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 the, the tragedy of it all is almost everyone in that comment thread were people who are like minded right. we're actually all in like 99% agreement right this is this is the tra- the tra- it's not even what, that we're fighting across you know liberal conservative lines right. or like these vast differences in opinion we're we're shooting each shooting each other in the lifeboat well this where the, the, we agree with each other right and I think part of the issue is that the, there are some people who um you cannot criticize the conservative candidate uh, on the conservative side you cannot criticize that person that candidate the president whoever it is if you do you're undermining that person in in a way right. that they believe and and rather than just take it as well this is what i see and this is how i am critical of that um I, because you're right i think there are things that trump has done that i think most conservatives would say that's great good right. deal a billion dollar uh, uh, Foxconn uh, Apple iPhone plant in Wisconsin. Sure. Bringing it from China. Right. What a great idea. That's great. Awesome. And there are other things. Yeah. You know, uh, the Supreme Court justice was a, seemed to be a decent pick right. I mean, for there's, us. There's so many things we could point to. Right. So when you see something happening that's, that makes us not just... Um, not just that it is bad and, and chaotic, but it makes us look bad and chaotic to the world stage. Right. And could potentially and, undermine the successes. Exactly. That that's a cause for concern and that's all I was talking about. And I wasn't I and I wasn't saying that the president was bad. I was just saying this is kind of chaotic. Next thing I know, there's over 200 comments, you know, going back and forth this and that, uh, you know, people defending I, me, me I was responsible myself. for some of those. <laughs> you know, and, and, and other people jumping to say, look, uh, th- this is not what he was saying. You're taking it out of context. And it was a it was a whole thing. And I just thought to myself after it was over, um, I thought, you know. This never happened 20 years ago, like it didn't happen like this. Right. We didn't have the we didn't have the tools to do stuff like that. Well, that's the part of it is yeah. we didn't have this ability to communicate with people from everywhere at once right. you know 20 years ago when bill clinton's was with the monica Lewinsky thing was going down yep that was about 20 years ago uh this was this was actually exactly i mean you heard talk radio and there was stuff there but in general you know on your day-to-day basis you didn't interact with people about this no and if you did it, you but there were remarks here and there you might sound out a little bit where the other guy's coming from right and then if there was disagreement you might shy away from it unless unless you were someone who really enjoyed a good argument and then you might get into it but but it was much less it happened so much less than it does 
and I today. Think, I think what has happened uh, is partly people have grown internet muscles, right? And there's internet tough guys and tough gals. Right. And so they become, they've become this in their internet life, their Facebook life, their Twitter life. And I think it spills over into the real world. Yes. They start to think that they can say and do anything that they want, just like they do when they're typing on the keyboard. And that's not true. And it, nor should it be true. And nor should it be true of the keyboard. Right. You know, so uh, that's what concerns me is that it, when we talk about civility, it's just, it's not giving the other person the benefit of the doubt. I mean, do you think William F. Buckley would have loved everything about Trump? And he's like the, he was the dean of conservatism. I mean, there was, right. he I mean, would, he would have criticisms, he would. but they would not, but it would not be outrage. It would not be personal. Right. It would just, it would be. A criticism. A, a criticism. A critique. Right. A, a, t designed to help. Maybe even constructive. Exactly. You know, and people could take that. I, I notice it with, um, with parishioners, with employees. Constructive criticism is not usually accepted well, um, you know, when it comes to job performance or whatever. And we're all very defensive. Yes. And we're all ready to be outraged at the drop of a hat. Exactly. And I think the many, there are many things that have come out of the Internet that are good. I think that is one of the bad things that's come out of the Internet to me personally. I think that's one of the causes of it is people's ability to be outraged instantaneously whenever they want. and because they're at the behind their phone or behind their computer, safely ensconced somewhere far away from the person who might be upset. They feel like they can do it. If there's a virtue killed civility, if there's a virtue that's lacking, it's humility, because we can't. You know, it is it is extremely hard to let it go, to walk away, right? To to have to for someone to attack and for you to not have the last word. Right. Um, uh, there was another post uh, on, uh, you had put, put up a link to a story about how people uh, dress, dress yes. at mass, and I was I was taking the point of view that uh, it was it was slightly uh, it wasn't opposing to you because you didn't actually have a comment you just I posted didn't. a I link just posted a link I was more reacting to the original poster which is to say um, we should be less concerned with the way people are dressed than. Um, than the fact that they're actually there, the among the thirteen percent that are showing up, than the the ninety percent that aren't going. You know, we need to worry. But if we're going to start worrying about things, we need to worry first about the interior disposition of people, and then worry about the exterior view. Right. Except that, and I I don't want to get into a whole thing over the, this, right. but I think that sometimes the exterior ex is a, is an expression of the interior. It can be. It can be. Yeah. It's not always, but it can be. Right. And you know, when I was a young priest, younger priest, um, you know, I had written a column once when the pa pastor was away on vacation and just in the, just in the bulletin, in the bulletin, just, you know, kind of soft selling um, the dress thing. Right. Yeah. Um, because it kind of is a thing for me and it's a yeah. thing for a lot of priests, to be honest with you. Um, and at one point I said something like, well, if you were going to visit the president, you would dress in a, in a suit if you were a man and you would dress in a nice dress or a pantsuit if you're a woman. Um, and every week we go to see Jesus and we dress like, you know, we're going to the beach or something to that effect. Well, I got a lot of earful over that. Basically people saying the same thing that you are. But my question then is, well, if are, what, what we're doing is not working then is if people feel like meeting Jesus every week is somehow less than meeting the president every week. 
It, it, yeah. I, I think when you're in the presence of God Almighty, what you're wearing can can be important. And and personally, I try to wear something nice. The, at least what and I I'm wear. And I'm not saying you have to wear a suit and tie. Right. I wear what I wear to work. Right. Um, actually, my son, Ben, who made his, just made his first communion, actually wears his jacket and tie. Every I know. Week I like that. Yeah, and I, I think I, he might agree with me. I very, I'm very much impressed with him because it's his own initiative. Right. Uh, that was all that I, right. I think that's the point that I'm, I was trying to make. And, and I, I think the thing I was trying to point out to some of the people was that, um, is it is, you know, that some of their reaction, not, not like, not what you were saying, but some of right. what they were saying was more about how it affected the, the, the that person who was outraged. I noticed that. I noticed that. And that was very, that was a very interesting I don't want to have to see that. Right. Well, is that really then your concern for the other person in Jesus or is it your concern for, for you? you? And I kept trying to like, civ like in a very civil way, trying to get this across. And this one person kept getting so mad at me and saying, well, I'm done with you. And then yeah. they would come back with another comment. Well, I'm, yeah. why don't you, don't you have you're anything not, better to do? You're, you're not I'm, done if you keep commenting. <laughs> right. Well, as I said, like, she's like at one point they say, don't you have anything better to do? And I, and I kind of reply like, you're the one who keeps re 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 replying to me. You're right. the one who keeps, like, so, I mean, you just want the last word. I mean, that's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly what it is. I mean, you're mad because I'm not giving you the last word. But the thing is, is I, you know. I could have I, I could have potentially let that go, and I probably should have let it go earlier. I was not getting as heated as uh, once upon a time I might have gotten. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, as the as the presidential campaign heated up, I got so sick and tired of fighting with people online that I resolved to no longer fight about po uh, po politics in general, and I avoid most of the um, controversial church topics. Right. I don't defend Pope Francis's statements anymore, whether I agree with him or not. I don't defend it because he doesn't need me to defend it. No, he and this is need this is the other part do. of it is, you know what what are you accomplishing with your vitriol and outrage and attacking? Are you convincing anybody of anything? Are you, is if you don't defend or attack, does does that mean your side is going to lose because you weren't in the breach? Or well, see, and there and therein lies part of the problem with some of the conservative church people that I have run across and you have run across and, and, and even I, I dare say it's the, the liberal church people too, and defending their side. But I, 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 I can't imagine that, you know, yelling and screaming at somebody is going to convince them that Jesus is the way to go. Right. And, or having anger and hatred in your speech. I, I just don't think that's a, 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 a reflection of, uh, what the Lord would want us to do. And right. so it's often, to, it's like why I said uh, later on, I made another comment uh, uh, saying, I never know what I'm going to say is going to, whether it's going to set off a firestorm or not. Yeah. I just don't know. Right. And, you know, so, um, which is amazing. Well, especially as a, as a day. priest. Yeah. I think, I think your, you, the things you put online tend to be, they, they can be more inflammatory only in the sense of, because of your office, right. people imbue your words with a higher level of import and meaning. Right. Some people do. Right. Right. And uh, and I think that's where they get they like I, during the presidential campaign, when I said I wasn't going to vote for either candidate, that I was going to look for a third option. Um, I got eviscerated. Yes. Any number of times um, by you're, people. You're saying, letting Hillary win. You're, you want babies it, to die. Exactly. 
I was letting babies die and that Hillary was going to win and it was going to be my fault. And, and that I was leading people away from voting for Donald Trump because I said I was going to vote for some third party candidate that I hadn't even identified at that point. And uh, eventually I did. And he didn't win. And that's fine. Well, and plus, as you explained later, you live in a state that was not going to go for Donald Trump. Well, that's what I was so, trying so to get across. your vote didn't matter anyway. Right. Well, that's what I was trying to get across to people is, but their point was other people in other states might see what you write and say, oh, I'm going to vote for that third party candidate too. Well, I can't help that. Right. You can't be responsible for what other people do. Right. Just be, and if they're listening to me about voting just, be, just because I'm a priest, well, that's a whole other situation, right. that, you know, um, that needs to be taken care of. But I, I, I just, I am allowed to have a private opinion. I, I'm not speaking on faith and morals and I'm not the Pope. Right. <laughs> so I don't even have infallibility. So if, at best, all I can do is say what he said, you know, yeah, right, um, right. or the, you know, so <laughs> that's what he said. Um, so. I just, that's all I can do. And I think, I think in general though, the, the idea is we people, we need to, we all need individually to, to state, take a step back, I think. And a deep and, breath. And think about the types of things we, and, and maybe to avoid the temptation to comment on something controversial, something that maybe even gets your blood boiling. Maybe just don't comment. Yeah. I've actually, that's sort of a practice that I've been trying to, to make is to, is when I see things like that, I'm like, all right, just ignore it. Just ignore it. Over the past week, there's the, the latest firestorm in a uh, Catholic online world has been over the Knights of Columbus. Oh, I know. Fourth degree uniforms. Yeah. The, yeah. The, and it's not even all, I don't, well, I don't want to get into the details because I'm not sure how it all works, but they're moving from their colorful plumes, plumes and, and capes, capes to, to yeah, um, more um, Girl Scout uniforms. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to get, oh my gosh. I, I don't want to get Why would you say that? Because I, I, I saw a meme that said, uh, it would show the uniform and it said, would you like some Thin Mints? Oh man. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. But so much ink or pixels have been spilled yes. over this. And I just think of like, hi, I'm Joe Schmo who doesn't go to church. And I was thinking of maybe becoming a Catholic and maybe I'll look at some Catholic uh, social media posts and, oh my goodness, what is this? Like, I, well, that's I don't want to be kind of part of that. What kind of witness it. are we leaving to people? That's the thing. And I, that's, but that, that's why, I, look, at, you can disagree with me and that's, I have no problem with that. I really don't. But what I really have a problem with is, is with the with the ferocity of the disagreement. Um, you know that it doesn't need to be that way. It could be like it could simply if you disagreed with my take on the chaos, say, of the firings and the hirings and this and that. Well, fine, just say you know, uh, Father, I disagree with you, um, and uh, I I think that I think it's perfectly normal. It's perfectly this normal. Happened before. This happens all the time in politics. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. And some people did actually say that. Yeah. Um, you know, but but rather, some people immediately went to you know like insults. Yeah. Like li people were literally like, "What are you, an idiot?" Yeah. Like someone literally said that. I know. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Out of the blue, and people that you barely barely know. Yeah, and I and I and I don't think I, I I think I can state fairly honestly that I don't think I've proved myself to be an idiot online or anywhere else. All that person did was prove themselves to be right. A, an and idiot. so I think it's it's important to, that people, if you're listening to this, my plea, Dom's plea, it's just anybody anybody's plea. Just take a step back and think about what you're saying. Because you wouldn't, if you were talking to that person face to face, 
chances are you probably wouldn't lead with that vitriol. You'd lead with like, well, although some are, or I mean, some this people is, are. Yeah, it's spilling over into the real world. This may sound like hyperbole, but this sort of division that where we can't even talk to one another leads to bad ends for a nation. Yeah, it leads to. I mean, it's is it is it over overkill to say it leads to civil war? It could. I mean, that's the sort of like people like we're getting to the place, the point where you are either for him or for us. And if you're for him, you you need to be fired. Like we're uh, celebrities are reporting uh, airline employees and airports who are having conversations that they deem unacceptable about social issues. I mean. Didn't Google just fire somebody? Has Google just fired a guy for expressing his a more, a more conservative uh, viewpoint on diversity in the workplace, right. and in the sense of well, without getting into it, but but, but like, they just did that. But they just fired somebody. Like we're like at the point where you like this is spilling over into everything. Like as I said, um, at the beginning about the Shakespeare in the Park. Even like a, a community theater production of Shakespeare in the Park is got politics in it. Right. Like, can we like, why does it have to be like that? Right. Can we just like, can we not just sit together? Like, I don't know what the po- politics of most of the people I was sitting around with. They're, they're probably much more liberal than I was. Most of them. Probably. Certainly the guy in the Bernie Sanders shirt was. I would say the guy in the Bernie Sanders. Shirt. But, I, you know, if we'd separate the politics out, I could probably have a pretty good conversation with just about anybody. Uh, about about lots of things we'd have in common, right? Uh, you know, like Shakespeare and Shakespeare. Maybe you know Star Trek or Star Wars or oh boy, those can be controversial <laughs> topics, though. Tom, come on, <laughs> well, look yeah. at Doctor Who. <laughs> well, this the thing is, is even like they're starting to imbue even our entertainment with this stuff. We can't get away from it, but we can't. But we can each take steps to be more civil. And, this is true. We and, can, and in our own social network, and it's and it's not easy to do because sometimes you have to be the bigger person. That's right. So uh, let's let's move to our final segment, where we're going to discuss our uh, picks of the week. Why don't you pick a category in the dirt? Ah, yeah. What a pick! Point to post to do. Pick up Bart. Pick up Bart. Back to back picks. Alex, would it be all right if I picked the next category? And a great pick by Davis. Okay, Keely, you're our return of champ. You pick. And that is picked off. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little. Okay, time for our picks of the week. Um, <laughs> That's so there's a couple of <laughs> there's a couple of Saturday Night Live bits in there. Um, so Father Chip, I think this week can I go first? Yeah, sure. Okay, I want to go first because I, I, I like my pick. Uh, so it's go it, first every week if you want. Well, we'll, we'll go back and forth. <laughs> so um, this week is um, a book I, I finished by Michael Medved, who's a uh, a great author. He's written a lot of books. He used to host a radio program. I think he might still. I think he still does host. Uh, although don't we get it around here? Um, and the book's called The American Miracle. And it's very interesting. I don't know, I don't know if I if I accept the entire premise of his book, but I like the the content very very well, uh, very much. Which is to say, so the book is essentially looks at the history of the United States and all of these events that happened uh, around around particular people or particular events that were so improbable that if they'd gone the other way. America would would not be here today or would be vastly diminished uh, that so many things went America's way 
that you have to say that the hand of God was in it. So this is the American. So he's he's kind of making the case that America is uniquely blessed among nations. Wow. I don't. I I'm still kind of digesting that. And I think this. I think that we're we have been inculcated in this uh, an aversion to this idea that of an American exceptionalism. Uh, I'm not averse to that. But I I kind of. I mean, but I he makes a really good case. I mean, he talks about like. George Washington. Without George Washington, we, America never would have won. We would have lost the Revolutionary War. Most likely, based uh, like, on the stuff that I've read. Yeah, I mean, based on my reading, like, the, no one else would have won that war. But, like, Washington in the French and Indian War, like, he should have been dead three times. Right. Like, he, it, there was one battle where they were being, the, the general, the British general was leading them, like, totally screwed up. And he should have, like, he, he rode through, like, led the, the troops to, to actually save the day. And when they got done, he had bullets through his hat and his coat. Like he was six, four, he was a giant at the time. Right. And he Big was huge for his time. And like, they shot all these bullets at him and they missed like, like just one example. I mean, there, there is in, uh, examples about the pilgrims. The pilgrims all should have died like right. three times. Um, the Andrew Jackson at the battle of new Orleans, um, uh, story like Sam Houston. And, um, uh, you just, it kind of, he goes throughout, basically up to about the time of Lincoln um, and spends a lot of time on Lincoln and the civil war. Like there was one, there's one famous instance of um, the battle of Antietam where uh, very important orders were were lost by the, by the uh, Confederates. There were two from between generals, uh, you know, from Lee to somebody, I forget who, and like these union soldiers who were just kind of camped in a former Confederate camp area because they, the, troops have moved, mm -hmm. um, kind of discovered the, this, this bundle of cigars. And as they were like celebrating <laughs> these, these cigars, the one guy was looking at this, the paper that they were wrapped in, and it turned out they were orders discussing the disposition of all of the major troop movements of the Confederate army in that area. That's unbelievable. And, and because we had that, they, you know, that, uh, we, there was, you knew where they knew where to attack. Right. And we ended up basically, this was the, the, the one of the turning points of the war. Yeah. This, this, I forget what that's amazing. There's actually a movie being made about this. Good. Which is that's really, a, that'd be a great. Yeah. Uh, and just things like, um, having to do with like Lincoln, Lincoln, they, they believe had, um, uh, clinical depression, like very bad. Uh, and how, through you know through various like times when if the depression had really taken hold he could have you know been completely incapacitated but wasn't and just it was just really it was pretty awesome it was a really good book i really recommend it if you like history anyway yeah, it it's a very interesting way to look at american history so it's the american miracle by michael medved i'll put links in the show notes on our website He's not the guy that used to be a movie review critic he was he used oh, okay. to do movie reviews yeah, yeah. i remember cuz i remember seeing him he used to fill in for uh, the Siskel, either Siskel or Ebert, or yeah. and then when he like was it Ebert that died first? Yeah, he filled in every night. He, he was, he was. Yeah, I remember him doing movie reviews. Yeah. That's interesting. I interesting. met him in Steubenville at the of university. He came did. to speak. Yes, he was really great. Everything. All the good people go there. That's right. Um, my, <laughs> that's unbelievable. It, it only took an hour and fifteen minutes, but we got there. Um, my my book, my recommendation, my pick is also a book. Uh, it's called The Hard Bounce, and it was written. Um, by Todd uh, Robinson. Yes, Todd Robinson. And, it, and it's, a, it's, not a, uh, it's not a historical book of any kind. It's a uh, sort of a hard noir, uh, you know, kind of 
quasi-detective story uh, about a kidnapped um, 14-year-old girl and uh, the two kind of bouncer-type you know, security type people that are hired by the local big shot DA mayoral candidate to find his daughter um, involves a lot of the Irish mob. It's set in Boston. Um, it's uh, you can when they talk about places, you know that there's there the guy who's been there because you can tell. You know, like he talks about a, Don- a Dunkin' Donuts on the corner of blah 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 Street. And you're like, oh yeah, there is a Dunkin' Donuts there, or a store 24 in Kenmore Square, or, you know, <laughs> something like, like that. Uh, the TV show Fringe, which famously. Uh- uh, talked about Stoughton as being on the waterfront. On the waterfront, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are my favorite examples. <laughs> exactly. So you you know the, you know the guy you know the bouncer works in a bar in Kenmore. They work in bar in, in Kenmore Square. They the one of the guys lives in Alston. I mean, this guy knows the area. He knows if he doesn't live here, he has traveled extensively here and uh, maybe went to college here or something because he knows stuff that only you know people that have been here would know. And uh, it's it's not for everybody. There's some there's language issues. Um, there's some sort of uh, violence issues and sexual issues, and some some kind of sexual violence issues. To be perfectly honest, and it's uh, it can be a hard read. Um, but it's if you like that kind of noirish, you know, detective story, you you might like this. It's called The Hard Bounce by Todd Robinson. That sounds good. Um, I'm gonna have to check it out. It, it might be. It's it's it, as I've read it. I'm almost done. I'm like. I, I'm very close to the end. I kept on through the whole thing thinking this should be a movie. Mm. In fact, on the way over here, I was thinking like, who could play these characters? <laughs> like who could play Boo and, and, and Junior? And I'm like, oh man, like Junior could definitely be The Rock. Like The Rock could play Junior. Oh yeah. Um, and I've been trying to figure out who could play Boo. And it's, it, the guy's name is actually William Malone, but he goes by Boo. And, uh, <laughs> And, and and so so I, a bouncer type yeah Vin yeah. Diesel yeah Vin Diesel could be Boo um although I, in the story he's got hair uh, Vin Diesel does not typically have hair mm. um you know in the you know and he's a big guy you know he's a big guy uh that has you know just kind of looks like a bouncer would look John Cena tough guy yeah I mean somebody like that maybe John Cena if he was a better actor because um, <laughs> I don't want a bad actor no no so, yeah I'm trying to think. but uh at any rate it, it's a it's a fun it's a fun summer book um and it's it's not a it's not a theological treatise it's not a uh, <laughs> there's nothing in there of uh intrinsic value per se but but if you like fun reads, it's one of those fun a little bit about summer the, reads. About the human condition. Yes, about the human condition. And certainly if you like stories set in Boston, if you're from Boston, you know that that's kind of interesting. Who's the guy who wrote The Town? Oh, um, I forget now. Uh, but he he actually from Canton. You know, he's there a you K- go. Canton guy. I mean, uh, the biggest... Boston set of books that I've always I've been a big reader of are the Spencer novels. Spencer, I loved that uh, when I was Robert a kid. Robert B. Parker is... A, was unfortunately his past was a master yes and he had one of the greatest characters of literature in my opinion in spencer uh and one of the greatest anti-hero sidekicks in hawk hawk was the best yeah, i mean hawk was hawk is off when he when avery brooks yeah. became ca- captain cisco or yeah, ben yeah. cisco yeah, on yeah. star trek deep space nine like, i was hawk like cisco? oh that's awesome <laughs> Hawk's gonna captain a starship because <laughs> Hawk was awesome. Yeah, Hawk was a great character. In fact, because we were going off because of, uh, when I talk about uh, Avery Brooks, there was a TV show called Spencer, Spencer for, Hire. for Hire, which starred um, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, 
Robert Robbie Urich, Urich and, and, uh, and, and Avery, Avery Brooks. Brooks and yeah it was really good that was and a good show that was a good show and my I I'll never forget when I was in high school and in college that was was being filmed they filmed it in Boston and they filmed it in Boston <laughs> so my cool. dad used to go from on his lunch break to watch them film I was one of like the like one of the first shows like t- like yeah. a TV show as I remember that was like filmed in Boston right, on a regular right. basis on a regular basis yeah. absolutely and and they and it's funny if you go to Charlestown and go to the uh, um, there's a tavern there, uh, uh, whose name is automatically just went out of my mind. Warren Tavern. Warren Tavern. Oh, right. You go to the Warren Tavern. There, there are plaques where they used to sit. <laughs> like Robert Urich sat here. Avery Brooks sat here. You know, they, they would, they had plaques where they used to come in and sit after filming. Oh, wow. And, and cause there was a lot of filming in Charlestown and there was yeah. a lot of, so at any rate, um, they used to go there quite a bit, apparently enough to get plaques as to where they sat. <laughs> and so they really, you know, and that was a short lived show is a two or three year show. It should have been longer. Um, it was a great show, well good. acted. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, as a connoisseur of the books, I thought, um, both lead actors, uh, captured the spirit of Spencer. I think they did. Uh, especially Avery Brooks with, with Hawk. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect casting. casting. Like I, like casting like you can't even imagine would po- be possible. Right. Like it's as if he came out of the book <laughs> and said, I'm here. You know? So yeah. at any rate, that, that was my pick of the week. Good. Awesome. So, uh, we'd love to hear from, uh, from you, uh, tell us what you, uh, what oh, you think. We of- always want to hear of the uh, topics, I'd, you know what I'd love to do is to collect feedback. You know, if you if you've got a uh, an iPhone or a Android phone, there's usually a voice memo app on it or something. Just record a like record a a, a voice memo and then email it to us. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Send us you know, whether you have questions, you have comments. I would like I would love to do a whole feedback show at one I point. Would love we've to got do enough feedback. feedback. We just you have go to have enough. We just said we would. We have to get some any feedback at this point i mean let us know i mean are we just talking to ourselves here come on you know send us a, we we know that some of you are downloading it uh the numbers show it uh so I'd, we'd love to hear from you just if you just say hi uh just to just to so that you know we feel like we're we're connecting with, with somebody the, with the with you that's right <laughs> somebody please so our f- website is thefathersshow.com uh, you can email us at feedback at thefathersshow.com on twitter the show is at thefathershow i'm uh, at betnet b-e-t-t-n-e-t i'm at chines c-h-i-n-e-s uh, we're on facebook at facebook.com slash thefathersshow uh, if you like the show please recommend it to your friends uh, share links to our website on social media writing a review of the podcast on itunes is huge because when, when, when a show gets a review it Apple starts to show that to other people who might be interested in similar things to you. And that helps us grow the audience. And that's, that's really what, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to reach uh, more Please folks. Please leave a review. Please leave a review. Uh, it all helps. And, you know, just you know, five stars and then just write uh, uh, my favorite podcast. You don't have to do much. Yeah, right? yeah, that's all. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Just, just write Simple that. my favorite. Just, yeah. just <laughs> so with that, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. So long, everyone.